to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Write Hour, nonfiction tips from the right coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing. Welcome to Episode 702 of the Write Hour. I hope you're enjoying this colder weather like I am. It had been so hot in Georgia the past couple months that this is wonderful. It's finally feeling cooler and enjoyable and like winter and fall should be. Well, do you wonder how to connect with your readers before you publish your book? Or maybe even after you publish your book? Today, Kristen Taylor is going to share her top tips to help you begin now. And she's been helping me with my Instagram account, and it's been wonderful. Kristen is a marketing diva who helps small business owners create strategies to generate leads and incorporate profits. She's the owner and team leader of Ambrosia Creative Marketing in Asheville, North Carolina, and her specialty is creative branding, campaign launches, and social media management. She has a unique system to distill down the true essence of a business and carry it over to being represented without losing its charm in the digital world. She coaches clients on showing up authentically as they move through their marketing plans and helps them incorporate all pieces of the marketing puzzle for the highest ROI. She has a special offer This for my guest. The first five people to send her a direct message on Instagram, she will give you a complimentary account audit, which includes tips on how to tighten up your account and help it run smoother to convert followers into paying customers. Who doesn't want a paying customer, right? Well, you will not want to miss out on this, and her Instagram link is in the show notes, so make sure you find that there, and you can go directly to her account and check out what she's doing, and then send her a message, and she would be happy to help you. She is a huge, huge help to me. So enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to this episode of The Right Hour, and this Today, I have my good friend with me, Kristen Taylor. She also helps me with social media, and we're here to talk about how social media is important as a writer and how you can build your social media platform. Kristen, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Joyce. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your journey to marketing, because that is not where you started, I know, and I love to help people figure this out, you know, know that no one starts exactly where they think they're going to go and they end up in a totally different direction, which you did. So um, (laughs) share with us where you started and how you got here to marketing. Well, that's very, very true. Because we never know where this road is going, right? We never know who we're going to affect along the way and who's going to affect us. But it's a good question. It's got, it's a loaded question for me because there's a lot of takeaway lessons in my story. So Um, I'm going to be teaching a little on topic within my answer, if that's all right. (laughs) That's perfect. We love to learn as we learn about you too. Okay, cool. So I had opened a health food store in the deep South, as you know, Joyce, South Georgia. Mm -hmm. I had moved back to my hometown um, after being in San Francisco. I've got a little gypsy blood in me. And quite frankly, I just needed access to some healthy food. So I started what I needed. It was a raw food deli, juice bar, smoothies, all that. It was great. Mission accomplished. We got the food we needed. So I really sucked at being a brick and mortar store owner. But what I didn't suck at and what I loved most was educating my customers genuinely and authentically sharing information that had changed my life. And then now I'm seeing it changing the lives of others. And I still get emails from these people. I'm still connected on Facebook, still sharing recipes with each other. And this was like 10 years ago. We're in the South. We're teaching yes. people that we're literally deep frying collards with hog jaw, right? And we're teaching them instead. <laughs> <laughs> we're teaching them instead to juice it or wrap it around raw, like for taco wrappers. And we had cancer patients coming in on the daily. Um, but I quickly realized while yes, they were there for the food, mostly they were there for our relationship. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah. And what they were learning, not just with me, because eventually others gathered and friendships were made. And of course we were facilitating, you know, those potluck with potlucks and stuff like that. Right. Looking back at that experience, you know, I could easily say, oh, wow, that was marketing at its finest with some clever psychology embedded in there, the way we built the community, the way everybody got tight and came together. People volunteered hours, people shared classes and taught kitchen skills, but marketing was never our goal. The goal was authentic connections because we truly cared about these people. I cared a lot and I genuinely fell in love with these people and their well-being was my top concern and they knew that. That's why I grew such a large following so quickly in that town. And those people were rock solid, loyal to me. Mm -hmm. I created an environment there that made a positive impact on their lives. And many of those same people followed me as I closed that store. You know, I got some gypsy blood and Mm -hmm. (laughs) followed me into opening my healthy chocolate business. The loyalty was in place for several reasons that we'll get into that later today because it is the gold of marketing. And that is why we're talking here right now. But to answer your question, when I was there in my store, I gained some recognition and I got scooped up by the local paper. I started writing health columns, which led to several different magazines hiring me as a freelance writer. And then I started doing ad sales and marketing for those companies because I truly understood what it took to build an authentic community. And bam, that's when you realize, hey, I'm in marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, definitely. And I, I see how relationship building, you know, so many people want to scream, um, that their product or their book or whatever, but if you haven't built a relationship, then you're done. And I mean, I, even today, like I friended some people on LinkedIn and this guy immediately sends me this link in a message and wants me to look at it. And I'm thinking, dude, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. If, like, and I really don't want to look at your link because I don't, I don't even, whatever he does doesn't even look interesting necessarily to me. He did not take the time to build a relationship. The best ones are when they say, hey, how are you doing? What do you do? Right. Um, You know, that to me is, okay, you're interested in me, the person, not um, just, you know, what you can get from me. Right. And so that's that's exactly what I see that you did. So I love that. Well, explain to us how this works with writers then how can writers build relationships so that they build loyal followers. And I heard the term this week with somebody called super fans. And I like that where they, um, you know, they, everything they, that you print out every podcast or every blog post or every book you release, they're there. They want to know the information you're sharing. How do you create that kind of relationship with people? Well, I think this is, this is where it's really good news for writers. And this is where everybody can take this exhale and be like, Ooh, we have an edge on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, When writing is your thing, you get really good at wordsmithing, right? To make powerful impact. And we learn how to distill down what needs to be said. And we learn how to leave out the rest. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes major editing and revisiting. You guys know how this goes, but you learn to build up suspense, like with tentpole marketing, and when to jump right into the meat of the topic, like with clickbait. So right. in my opinion, nobody knows this better than writers. So you've right. got this edge, right? You've got this edge. So today's digital world may seem a whole lot different than when I started back with people physically being around me. They weren't logging in. They weren't clicking my photos. But people today, even in this digital world, even on these flat screens that they're holding in their hands, they're still seeking the same thing. Right. 
everyone is so bombarded with information. They're scrolling Instagram at red lights. I even had a Lyft driver the other day actually check his Facebook feed while he was driving me and my child down Sardis Red. So it's completely crazy how people are multitasking with social media. Mm-hmm. What this boils down to is, you know, the way we move these potent little words around on the page is how we present ourselves. You're either capturing someone's attention, which opens the door to foster a deeper connection, or you're getting passed over. No one can grab attention better than writers. Mm -hmm. Not only are we blessed with this talent and skill to earn ourselves a living and be able to express ourselves and impact people's lives, but as a writer, you've also got what it takes to market yourself. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And so building those relationships, do you have like a couple of ways that you are examples that you can give people to that they can do that to build relationships? What are some little things that they can do on social media to build relationships? Well, we could really go deep down that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to overwhelm anyone today, especially those that are new to the idea of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But the main piece of advice that I tell everyone across the board, no matter what your marketing is, you've got to first get behind your cause. Like, what's the purpose? What's the passion? And you've got to rewind, right? You've got to go back from like, okay, I need money now. So we've got to rewind and we've got to remember um, why we started this in the first place. So what problem are we solving? How are we here to change lives? Um, and, and you want to show up authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure you're being you because nobody else can do that, right? Right. And you've got to know your audience and you've got to know your platform. So what you present and how you present on Pinterest is going to look a lot different than how you position that same content on, say, Instagram or Facebook. Right. Now... Everyone complains about the algorithm and how hard it is. I'm sure you've heard people go on and on about this, Mm -hmm. but I actually think it all, I think it keeps us in check and people hate it because it makes them stay on top of their game. And yes, it's time consuming, but here's the secret. Like here's, if you can take away any one piece from what I've got to say today, this is it, is these apps want you to show up authentically. Mm -hmm. they're not here to work for you. They don't want your latest sales event or your spammy ads turning people off. They don't. What they do want is user-generated content that is going to keep people on their app for longer periods of time. They want people adding value. They want people to make it enjoyable. That's That's why they change things around all the time. They get feedback. They watch analytics. They like they're not out. They feel it feels like they're out to get you. <laughs> they're there to just throw a wrench in everything the minute you get it figured out, and they're going to suck all these hours out of your workday. But they're actually doing a fantastic job at keeping their platforms pleasant. So think of it this way, okay? You've just gotten off work. You're relaxing at home, and there's a knock at the door. Is someone trying to sell you something at your door in your personal space? Is that pleasant? No, I probably okay. would not answer the door. Okay, <laughs> so, right. You start avoiding people knocking at your front door, right? So, mm-hmm. what about telemarketers calling on your personal phone, your personal cell phone? Is that enjoyable? Nope. Um, they go straight to voicemail now. Thank you, iPhone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You avoid answering the phone for people that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've already just used the word avoid twice when it comes to something that's personally yours, your front door, your cell phone. You see where I'm going with this? Exactly. Okay. Instagram is blocking people from being that guy. And it's actually a good thing that they're doing it because some people just don't have the bedside manner they need to have Mm -hmm. on social media, you know? So... So you want to think about not what am I here to sell and how am I going to sell it? You need to think about how am I going to show up for these people 
What do I bring to the table? How am I going to change their life? What do I have to say? Right. Difference in the world today. Right. And there's a way to bring value without being spammy. And a lot of times what I recommend to writers, if, you know, say your book's about eating healthy. Well, then share, you know, some simple tips how you eat healthy. And it doesn't have to be about your book. Just, hey, this is what I'm, I'm eating today as my healthy lunch, quick lunch, because I didn't have time to fix anything. So I grabbed this as a snack. These are great snack ideas, you know, whatever. But again, that if that's your passion and what you were, uh, what you like to do, then do it. Um, uh, another one that I love, if anybody wants to follow somebody who is authentic and just shares all kinds of craziness, um, Katia Var- Varbanova. Uh, if you just put in K-A-T-Y-A, Katia, um, and, and a V, she'll probably show up because she, she does a lot with Facebook live streaming and all that. She's got a couple of Facebook groups. But follow her because she does. she's quirky and she works that for her favor. And she and re, she has built relationships. And I knew her for years before I actually bought anything from her. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. These relationships are not instantaneous either. Right. They are, a lot of them take years to build. And I, I mean, I've seen that happen even in my own business where somebody's been following me. We made a connection at some point, you know, either in a group or whatever. And then they messaged me, hey, um, I need a ghostwriter. Okay. <laughs> you know? And yeah. And so... Um, it's, that is what's going to turn the tide, but make it fun and interesting. And like, I'm not quirky like Katia and it's not going to do me any good to try to be like Katia because that's not me. It's going to come off weird. That's right. If I do it. So don't be anybody else either. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, my humor is kind of more of a sassy or, um, sarcastic kind of humor. And so you bring it to the table, you know what I mean? Like, and then what you don't want to get, what people don't want to get caught up in doing is, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, Exactly. You know, you want to bring, so what, what I like to tell people is, you know, when you're talking about building relationships and the importance of like when to sell and when to not sell is um, think about, a magazine. Would you pick up a magazine if you knew that it was nothing but advertisements? It was just advertisements, nothing else. Or would you pick up a, a magazine of something that was on topic of what you love in your life, what, no matter what that is, but had ads on the side? You know, we all know ads are coming. That's how people, you know, support the publication. Mm-hmm. Which magazine would you pick up? And so your feed, you know, Instagram works in different ways. And so your feed is kind of like that magazine cover that always stays there for people that just learn about you and they want to check you out. That's what they pull up. And if it's nothing but ads, there is just absolutely no way, unless someone is hardcore already sold on you and what you offer, they're not going to follow you. Um, You know, and I know this sounds a little like (sighs) I'm all about showing up authentically. And so I'm, I'm not telling anybody to use like coyote medicine. You're not, to trick people here to get that. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and people, especially millennials these days, if millennials are in your marketing niche, you got to be real careful because they've been pulled and they've expressed, they don't want to be hard sold to. They're here to Mm -hmm. make relationships online. And, you know, it's just, it goes back to it's, it's how we're going to show up and, and the intention that we put um, on those platforms is what's either going to build your relationships or not. Right. Well, a burning question that I get a lot because as we have, you and I discussed before this, um, is when do writers need to start marketing their book? And a lot of them, you know, think, Oh, I'll just wait till I'm done 
writing my book. But that is not the time to start marketing. No, it's not. Um, You know, the sooner you can get a presence online and start showing up again, here we go again with that word, just authentically and with intention, um, the sooner you can start building it just kind of land on the groundwork even, mm-hmm. um, the better, because we all know it takes time. I mean, we, we tell our clients uh, to plan on about three months of really working that platform before any kind of launch, you know, you really have to get, um, it's very important to, it sounds kind of funny because we're working hard for people to be on social media with us, but then the goal is to also get them off of that platform and sign up for our e-news, you know, our newsletter. So we've got access, you know, into their virtual homes. Um, And people don't always give that up really quickly. Right. Right. And there again is that relationship building have you built a relationship with them enough that they trust you enough and they see the value in whatever it is that you have to offer? And those are the big words, trust, value. Um, You got to give value and you got to give them something to trust, you know? So Mm -hmm. you want them to definitely trust you. Um, As somebody who does book launches, his name's Tim Grohl. um, I just saw an email pop up from him, which made me think of him. As, uh, and he says, you need a good six to nine months before you um, publish your book, I mean, before you market your book, yeah. of, from, of building that up. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you need to build your social media, you need to build an email list. Right. And those two things all take time. Yeah. Now with social media, um, what is your recommendation? But I've heard, you know, Focus on like one or two at first. Um, Do you agree with that? So I think you need to be, first of all, where you enjoy being. If you don't like it, it's going to show and it's not going to be pleasant. Like I tell our clients all the time who don't like to record videos, just to (laughs) please stop recording videos. You know, videos are important, but if you don't like it, nothing warm is going to come off of your videos. You're not going to connect with people. So I think you need to be where you like to be at first. That's where you need to get started. Um, If you're just cracking into the scene, go where it feels good. Um, And then kind of once you get your feet wet, you know, you need to look around and say, Ooh, I like it here, but my audience is over there. Um, You need to think about repurposing your content. I do like to caution people about, you know, these automated third parties that'll post on all these other platforms for you at the same time. Typically platforms don't like that very much. Instagram really wants you to be the one posting. They really want you to be on the platform to answer and reply and comment back. Um, So, you know, it is great to be everywhere. um, But, or I guess as many places as possible, but only is if you can keep up with it. It's not good. People will unfollow you. And I've unfollowed accounts for this, but you know, you're commenting and you're trying to engage and you're like, gosh, I probably look like that puppy sitting at the window because they're not talking Mm -hmm. back to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, you need to be able to keep up with the engagement that you've worked so hard to create. And even if if you're hanging out over here on this platform and people are on that platform comment and asking you questions and you're not replying back, you just lost it, you know? Right. Right. You, you want to keep that connection going. And so it is important. And that's something that, um, you know, Kristen has been helping me with and, um, finding those perfect balance is, is tough. But give yourself grace and on that aspect of with social media, you know, find ways to learn more about social media. This is not your social media training. This is just a warm up to it. Uh, But when you find people who can help you grow, people who are good at Instagram, people who are good at Facebook, people who are good at LinkedIn, you know, follow their free stuff for a while. And then if they have a course that would help you, then take a course or two. Though every course that I've taken, 
I can't say that I have finished all of them, but I have learned and taken tidbits from all of them that have helped me grow my platform. And you got to, you know, take that time to do that. Um, So tell us about the mindset of marketing, I guess. You've been talking about it some, but just for clarification to help people understand why this is so important. I do. Can I answer one thing first that you you mentioned from before? I also don't want people to feel like they have to be the jack of all trades. Like you don't have to be your marketing person and the book writer and the, and the, and I really burned myself out in a couple of my first businesses doing that. And there is beauty to source out because, you know, we're stronger together and it's kind of like that hive mind. So even if you're on a smaller budget, let's say you're just starting out, you're not making money yet, you're still writing your book and you're doing these free courses and you're, you're able to do some of the marketing yourself, but it's not going as far as you want, you can still kind of DIY it. Um, we coach people to help them get their social media plan going. And it's really expensive. You know, you're still doing this yourself. And even if let's just say you have this huge marketing budget and you just want to source out to somebody else, I highly recommend you keep your hands in it. Like yes. it has to be your voice. It, it can be their marketing mindset, right? They can help right. fine tune how you want to show up. But if it's not yours and it's some marketing company, then you're going to, it's going to get so diluted that it won't even feel like yours. And so I just wanted to kind of put that out sure. there. And that, <laughs> and that is the key. As you grow, like you said, find someone like Kristen's company who can help you get that focus and, and help you build. They've been helping me because I've gotten to the point now in my business that I'm in the middle of what I call growing pains. I, I've got enough business going that I don't have, you know, all this time to sit around on social media, which right. you really don't need to be sitting around on social media. because no. not. But, you know, at least 30 minutes to an hour a day, you need to be purposely connecting and posting that kind of thing. Um, and, but what helps is when you have someone like Kristen to help you, they know the times to post. They know the kinds of things you need to post. They can help you draw out because that's some of the things where I got to the point of like, okay, there's only so much about writing you can say that right. hasn't been said. And Kristen helped me start to think about things differently. Like, okay, well, what does writing help you do? You know, it's self-care. What does writing help um, with the with the reader do? You know, you're helping provide value to somebody. So you are offering your help in their services. So there's things that somebody like Kristen can help you figure out the direction you need to go with what you're, what, what you have going on. Um, it can save you time. It, yeah. And that's, that's the thing here is it can save you, save you time and it can save you frustration. And a lot of times when we get frustrated, we just want to pull out and we just want to stop. And it just feels, you know, like Dr. Seuss says, that mess is too big, too tall and too wide. I can't go there. Uh, and so what I don't want people doing is feeling like they have to um, take on all these roles. I mean, there's help out there and there's reasonably priced help. Um, and if you have bigger fish to fry, you know, if, if you're going to make more money over here writing, and you can pay less money and buy yourself time, you know, don't be afraid to delegate out because it does. And this isn't even to promote my business. I promise this is coming from a business. On, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Right. Uh, it, I know it, it seems easier to do everything yourself, but it really is not. Um, once you can get things streamlined and get the right help behind you, it actually does free up your time to do your thing. And when you're not frustrated and when you've got time to put into your writing, it's going to come out juicier and more creative and, you know. Right. Because you're, you're not dividing your attention and your focus 50 different ways. That's right. Um, there's this old saying, you know, you, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I said, I just said, that's the big thing is that, you know, being able to focus, like you said, 
it's more important than we realize when we do take things off of those off of our plate. And that's what I've been doing the past couple months is what can I take off my plate that somebody else can do? Right. It's not that I can't do it. I don't want to know how to do it. It's that I don't need to be doing it. That's not, that's not my goal right now. Yeah. It's the difference of working in your business and on your business and you can't do both at the same time. Right. Exactly. So you get caught down in the minutia. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that we understand the mindset of marketing, how important that is for for any business, but especially writers, because um, obviously this podcast is for writers. But explain to us again, or just review, what is that mindset of marketing we need to have? Um, yeah, so the mindset is you know, how we're going to show up. Um, I know I say that over and over again, but it's it's so important to think about how other people are perceiving you on this platform, because you got to remember they're in their car or they're laying on their bed or they're sitting on their couch or some of them are at the dinner table and they're scrolling through their feeds. And, you know, how are you coming across? Are you there helping them? Are you there bridging a gap? Are you solving a problem? Or are you there to just, you know, you can't just be there to push a sales, you know, push sales down their throat. Right. You definitely don't want to do that. Right. And just, you know, think back to kind of, like I said, with the telemarketer knocking at your door. Um, and my story from my health food store of, you know, people get loyal and people follow you when you're making a difference mm-hmm. in their life, when you're approachable, when you're relatable. So, well, that is really helpful, Christian, about mindset, just knowing that being approachable and relatable, how important that is. But you know, a lot of writers are struggling because this is their first time out of the gate, some of them, or maybe they've written one or two books and they're still kind of growing their platform. If they're struggling to market their book, what are some words of advice or encouragement do you have for them? Well, first of all, I think everybody struggles to write their book at one point in time. I can't tell you how many people I know that have been talking about their book for like four years. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> although, although I hope it's not taking you guys that long. Um, so it is a common thing. And so I would say if you're struggling to market your book, I think the first step would be to identify what's standing in your way. And most of the time, it's a self worth issue. Um, you know, people struggle with is what I, what I have to say, is it important? You know, they also put, and you've touched in on this in some of your videos is everybody else comes first, you know, well, think about why you put yourself last. Like, yeah, you're busy, but why are you not prioritizing yourself to put that first? If that's what's important to you, you know, why are you pushing it to the back? Um, so I think it boils down to self-worth issues a lot. But you've yeah. got to remember my story from the health food store, right? This is why I told it in the very beginning. I know I keep reflecting back, but that knowledge that I was sharing in that store, I did not go to school for that. And it was changing people's lives, a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And it was from my own personal life experience. That didn't come from college. You know, there were no special courses. No, I did go on to learn and fine tune, but that was just my raw life experiences. Now, what if I had doubted myself and had not been brave enough or had not carved out the time to share it with those people? Would they have ever come across that information? You know, it's if a book has been placed on your heart and it didn't go away and it's nagging remained, even though you tried to put it up on the shelf, that story is yours to be told in the unique way that only you can. And I know, yeah, I know it's hard to imagine the impact your words might have on another life, especially when the market's flooded with information, but your story is valuable. And You've been given tools to get it out into the world. So just make that commitment to yourself. I highly recommend an accountability partner. A course like what you're offering, Joyce, is perfect for people 
feeling stuck. Yeah. And gives them that option to find community and as well as get that encouragement to get them to take the steps they need to do to make, start making progress. And like you said, we've only met one time and I've got one of my um, students has already written 6,000 words since last year. So you're, you're there to hold her accountable and you're going to look back next time y'all meet and you need to see what she's done. And you know, sometimes we need that. Mm -hmm. We do. We all do. And I, and the thing I was going to say too about this writing a book with a lot of information, there's two good things about that. One, if there's a lot of information out there, that means that people want it. That's right. And two, not everybody is going to resonate with everybody. So you're going to resonate with some people that other people may not resonate with. Mm -hmm. Mm And so your story may grab them because their story is similar. That's right. And that's why it's important to share your information. And, you know, the bottom line is if you want to be known as um, someone who helps people, a, a thought leader or an expert in your industry kind of thing, then this is a way to do it. This is a way to get your information out there and help people and become that expert. Because there's a lot of experts who don't have the noodles behind their name is what I call them, all those little letters for their uh-huh. degrees. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. So because they've had the, like you said, like they've had the life experience. And, and sometimes that is even more valuable than a piece of paper that if they don't have the life experience to go with that piece of paper, usually it's not as powerful. Um, because unless they've just some done some amazing testing or whatever, you know, but the, the point is you don't have to have all the noodles behind your name to write a book. You can write a book from your heart and what you've had done. Now, if you still feel like you need some more, um, backup and some, some credibility to your book, then find those people with noodles behind their name that you can interview and have portions of your book, you know, quotes from them and interviews mm-hmm. from them to support what you're saying. Right. And that will give you some more credibility if that's what you need with, with, with what you're doing. It just depends on the type of book you're, you're writing. Right. And that's exactly what I did um, when I put out a smoothie book. I had, you know, I was there for the fun recipes and all the mom tips. And then for the nutritional stuff, you know, we interviewed a dietitian and then we actually brought a doctor on board mm-hmm. um, for the excerpts and the, um, the foreword of the book. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if someone is, um, you know, thinking about this and, and thinking they're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. What encouragement do you have to help them, you know, continue on and don't take baby steps, but don't get overwhelmed with this and know that it is important and you can't ignore it if this is the path that you want to take. Because whether you are traditionally published or self-published, most of the marketing or all the marketing, if you're self-publishing, is up to you. Right. So marketing starts with relationships. So what, yeah. what can you encourage people with that? So I always tell people bird by bird. I don't know if you've read that book by Anna. <laughs> I like it. A lot. I always tell people you got to take it bird by bird. You know, it's you got to take it one step at a time. Um, it's really good to surround yourself with other people on your journey, on your writing, you know, connect Mm -hmm. with other writers, even if it's online, just get in an online group. Facebook's awesome for stuff like that. Um, Joyce has a group. Joyce has a group. Write My Book is a group and there's a ton of writing groups and you don't have to be just in one or just mine or, you know, but find those that you find connection. So, yeah. Yeah, because we learn, we all learn from each other, and and that is information that's going to save you time. It's inspiration. It's going to keep you juiced up, you know, and it's going to keep you from abandoning your dream of writing your book. And you know, here's the deal: if you got a book that's heavy in your heart and you don't write that book, you're going to spend your whole life trying to express it, 
in mm-hmm. other areas of your life. You're going to try to get it out in other ways. And, and sometimes that can be just as satisfying, you know, if you turn to a blog or things, you know, other, podcast. yeah, podcast, there's other ways to get your story out. But if you want a full cohesive, if you have a story to tell from start to finish, really a book is going to be your best bet. So it's best to just go ahead and commit and make it happen. Mm -hmm. And the fun part about doing social media for a certain book project is you kind of get to tell a little bit of it as you go, like little, little stories as you go that are great all by themselves. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, when put together in the master plan, they're just super awesome. Yes. Yeah. Now someone had that question recently. I can't remember if it may have been on a Facebook live or somewhere, but anyways, about using their book to market. And I'm like, don't, you know, throw away, throw the farm out there. Just give little tidbits of, you know, again, we'll go back to the health one because that's what you did. So if you, you're lucky book, you had about smoothies. Well, if you give one or two free recipes away to give people a taste of what it's about, then that will help inspire them. If you're helping people with parenting, give them some tips on helping them, you know, get their kids through the morning routine without killing each other. Or show (laughs) pictures of the kids making their own smoothie, putting piles of spinach in there that if you can't get your kid, you know what I mean? If if there's a mom who can't get their kids to eat greens, but you see my kids piling in spinach, then, Hey, I might want to buy that book, you know? Uh, But I didn't, I didn't give away the valuable information. You know, like you said, I didn't give away the farm, but I gave enough away for you to see Hey, this is my lifestyle. We're walking it. We're walking our talk over here and Mm -hmm. we're making it happen and it's going great. And, you know, again, my whole motive for that book was not to, not to make money. My whole motive was like, you know, I have a kid on the autism spectrum and nutrition is what, you know, it would either make us or break us. And so I wanted other parents to know how powerful it was. So that was my intention. So the marketing around that book, obviously, is about, you know, making kids healthier and happier and stronger and bringing peace into households. And, you know, so you just, you have to kind of get in the mindset of what do my customers want? What is their life? You have to think about your customer and you have to think about you know, where do they hang out? What do they buy? What do they like? What helps their life? And then you create a marketing campaign around that. Mm-hmm. And that, and so you can cut this part out if you want, because it just popped up in my mind, but I was just going to say something real quick. So I like to use my dog's Instagram account um, as an example here, because people love my dog and he's got a great story. He fought cancer. Um, 1.5 pound tumor and a 4.5 pound chihuahua. And that just blows people away and they love him. He's got a little tongue that sticks out and the dog is branded. Okay. I'm a branding person. I've branded my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help that. I mean, it does help that he's cute, you know, so. Absolutely adorable. And you know, the bow ties we put on him and the things like that, you know, he's adorable. And so he has his own Instagram page and um, and I do want to, before we sign off, I do want to talk about numbers if we've got time, but um, his numbers aren't, you know, through the roof. Great. He's got five, 530 something. I don't know. But the people that are on there, you know, every time I post, it's like 125 likes. It's like, you know, a great percentage of likes for his. Right. And so um, I always tell people though, you know, there's no agenda. I'm not there to make money. I'm there because I genuinely love my dog. I'm sharing these pictures of my dog and people love it and it's genuine. And I love when people comment and I comment back and it's all authentic. So it's doing well. Now we are going to use that page to do money for a nonprofit later on, but do you see what I'm doing right now? I'm Mm -hmm. building community. And so, and, and that's not coyote medicine. That's not tricking. That's not some, Oh, here's my sneaky plan. Like I am in it because I love it. I genuinely love it. And people And that is attractive to people. I have people from all over that go and check up on my dog. And <laughs> so, you know, another yep. story within that is don't, 
don't get caught on your numbers. Like one of the best tips I can give is don't get caught up on your numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the influencers that you're seeing on Instagram now bought and paid for those followers. Um, and or did the follow and follow method, which will absolutely just kill your relationships in a heartbeat, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But you got, you got to look at if somebody's got 108,000 followers or more, but only 54 people are commenting on their photos, there's a problem there, you know, and right. Right. Are people engaging are people commenting. And so I really like to tell people, don't get caught up on your numbers. Like what you need to be focusing on is growing strong layer by layer. So let's say you get your first hundred people, you know, and you got 30 people commenting. Hey, that's 30%. I think Instagram only promises about 3%, you know, so you're already ahead of the game. But then as you grow and as you get bigger, if you're watching those numbers grow and you're answering your private messages and you're commenting and you're tagging other people and you're sharing other people's content and you're doing these things to create relationships. That's what Instagram wants to see are your relationships. Right. Um, and you're doing it right. I don't care if you've got 500 or 500,000. If your numbers are off and you're not converting, you're not doing it right. And so what I would love to do later, Joyce, in another podcast, if you want to, because that is some, that's more of the nuts and bolts and that's not mm-hmm. what we're here to talk about today. But, you know, I think these are things that, that your listeners are going to want to hear right. is like, how do we convert? How do we take people from passively enjoying our content to get them over and actually invest in us? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the million dollar question for yes, it is, but I do have an answer for you on that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's an excellent idea. Having another episode about that, more about the nuts and bolts specifically. So I think that would be great. Well, I appreciate all this. This has been wonderful, Christian. And I love how, you know, the importance of relationship has become the forefront. Yes. So that, you know, because Facebook for a while um, was getting, you know, more of like a magazine with a ton of ads. Yeah. And you've seen a shift there. And it, it is, you do need to make connection. That's the bottom line is you need to make connection, whether well, it's Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. And just to to say, you know, right now we can get into this in another podcast, but you know, there's three main things right now that Instagram is looking at to get your content in someone else's feed. And the main thing is your relationship with other people. And Instagram knows your relationship because they see who you're tagging. They see who you're commenting on. And that is going to be who shows up in your feed. So Joyce, you and I can follow the same handful of people. Okay. We can follow the same handful of people, but when you go in and like whatever you like, and I go in and like whatever I like, we're going to see two totally different feeds popping up. Mm -hmm. And so that tells you right there, how important it is to be active. We call that the back end. You know, there's the posting that everybody sees, but then there's back end work that we do that is showing Instagram, people have relationships with us. And when they have relationships with us, our stuff shows up in their feed. So that's what you want. You know, you want these call to action questions Mm -hmm. where people comment or you're asking people to tag you or you're asking people to share, Um, but you want to do it legit and, you know, authentic. Right, right. Right. You want to make it interesting for them too. You know, um, I had one of the funnest questions and I got a great response. I think I had, I want to say it was close to a hundred or more responses on Facebook, but somebody asked the question in my group and I went out on my Facebook profile and asked it and it said it was father's day. And it was like, if you were going to write a book about your father, what would the title of the book? And tons of people responded and that was a that kind of question sparks interest even though and I I didn't say anything about buy my course you know or 
read my book. It was, you know, it was a fun activity that everybody could enjoy because whether they're writers or not, it's something they could, most people came up with titles, you know, they had some of them were hysterical. (laughs) And, And you will now, because of that, you will have then shown up in their feeds after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. it's important. It's important to get people engaging on your page to, to have that organic engagement like that is going to really do you more than paid ads ever would. And I know there's a lot of people that would step up and argue with me on that, mm-hmm. but when you've got content that people can't help, but share, um, it's a whole lot different than having content that you have to beg your friends to share, you know, like right, when you text, right. text each other, Hey, go do this, go share, go please, 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 please. But when you've really hit your gold and you're really sharing that, it's like people can't help but share it. They don't care if they know you or not. They don't care who right. you are. Good, I mean, they're share it. That That's me with any, any kind of that sarcastic, funny humor that I said, I like, Yep. If there's something that comes across like that, and, it's for, and especially if it has anything to do with writing, it's even funnier. Yeah. Then, you know, there's no thinking about it. It's like share, <laughs> you know, I just click and share. And it, not that everything has to be like that, but you want some of that to help boost your engagement. So, That's right. Yeah. You, know, you have a, need to have a good mix. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, this has been wonderful. I appreciate it, Kristen. And, you know, I appreciate all that you're doing for me with my social media. And I look forward to having you come back again. But thank you for being here today. And all yeah, the- Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, we will see you the next time. We're not sure when that will be yet, but it, I'm sure it will be pretty soon. <laughs> and um, maybe even this season, we'll try to see if we, she and I can coordinate again and fit fit it in here so that we can finish up uh, or give you some more nuts and bolts, like we were saying, of what can help you on social media. So thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Right Hour. Are you wondering how to start your writing journey but feel overwhelmed or confused? After taking four years to write her first book, Joyce completely understands. She created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. She shares tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz. That's T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E-C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z. Or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop-out on the computer or on the phone. It's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for The Four Steps to the Right Book. Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.